to District Divided, a DC sports podcast. I am Mammoth. That is KDOT. And we are coming to you on a victory Tuesday against the previously undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. They are now eight and one crying their hearts out over there over some missed calls. And, oh, they played the commanders. How could they lose? Whatever. I don't give a fuck. K-Dot don't give a fuck. We're here to just enjoy this victory Tuesday together. K-Dot, how you doing, man? Eagles tears taste great. So good. So amazing. So good. Actually, just, I'm thinking about what was the Eagle taste like? I kind of want a barbecue one. Is that against the law? Uh, well, but here's here's what I did want to say, K-Dot. Uh, first off, I do not believe it is against the law. Secondly, Philadelphia fans have been through the fucking ringer. I mean, once again, the Philadelphia Union, their MLS team, lose in just heartbreaking fashion. And just hours later on the same day, the Philadelphia Phillies lose to the Houston Astros. And now they go, you know what? We still have the Eagles. We're good. We're going to the Super Bowl. And then this happens. Night, night, bitches. Night, night. (laughs) Every single thing we discussed as a key to the game, the Washington Commanders did. You know, the the first few plays... It was rough, but then after that, what a game plan. So just to quickly recap, a 32-21 victory. The 32 is really 26. It was just the last play of the game uh, where Casey Tuhill got to get in and gritty in the end zone. Um, but what a masterful performance. So, KDOT, why don't you walk me through your thoughts and reaction to the way the game unfolded and just the euphoria of winning? Um, It felt good. They stuck to the script. They didn't deviate, right? Like, um. What we said they needed to do on offense, they did to a T. We said that we, they had to run the ball, stick with the run. Like, if you look at Ryan Robinson's numbers, it was like 26 carries for 80-something yards. You look at it and say, oh, that's kind of rough as far as the average goes. But that's the thing. He's not the home run back. He's not the guy that's going to take it 80 yards to the house. What he is the dude that if you continuously go to him, will put you in third and short situations, which get you to continue to roll with the offense or at least get get creative with the offense it's scott turner kudos man best coach game that you've had maybe in your entire tenure here absolutely he stuck with it and what they were doing as far as a lot of moving guys in motion pre-snap kept the defense like out of honest they didn't know what was going to happen and that was something that we've talked about over the since the beginning of the season how do you utilize the weapons even though the ball's not going to them Putting them in motion, getting them lined up all over the field is enough to keep a defense at bay and at least give them that half a second. Of, What's going to happen? I don't know. And then you pull something out of hat. Um, great job as far as the game plan on offense. And Heineke, I mean, we, we talked about it. Uh, we knew as far as the, the fumble real early in the game was like, oh, shit, this might not be the promise to start we need, right? Um, they, they go up quickly. And he has the one interception, which, I mean, most people say it was a, it was a fucking punt. I mean, and that's both on a third down, but there's basically a, basically a punt. It's a deeper pick. Down. It could have been a deeper worse. pick. It could have been a much worse situation, right? So if you look at that and um, what he did as far as managing the game, 
They didn't ask him to drop back and throw the ball that many times. But the but majority of that game, you saw he never got panicked, and he did what he needed to do. The two best plays he has in that entire game is the one where you get the uh, the fucked up snap that he goes and recovers and throws it back to the line of scrimmage out of the pocket to prevent the loss of yardage on that set. Huge, real heads up, good play guy, and then the play that seals the deal at the end of the game as far as the knee. He knew what he was doing. It was great. Like that. That's the thing. Is like he had this. We all know Heineke's not the guy that's gonna beat you throwing five touchdowns. I think you were the one that said five touchdowns, four hundred yards. It's not gonna happen. But when you need the guy who might have the limitations when it comes to physicality, you have a team that ends up pulling out these wins despite his play sometimes. And he did what he could do to limit any of the negativity and be there in the best possible positive way to get the rest of the team going. And when you have the time possession work the way that it did, it only does what keep that defense fresh and they need to be against Jalen Hurts. And And that was the best overall defense performance. I think we've seen in this team all season. You know, because they didn't have to be on the field, like you were saying, we now right. lead the league in time of possession because of that lopsided uh, victory in that statistic uh, just yesterday. Um, the defense, see, so you you mentioned the offense, the defense initially you could see, OK, so the Heineke fumble occurs and they didn't really have a shot on that very first possession. So it's seven um, and then it's 14. So you notice that is a cry for help. Right. Because the first two possessions are touchdowns for Philadelphia offense. We need you to do something. And the offense delivered. Then what did K-Dot just say? Probably their best game all season on defense. It's because the different elements of the game complement each other. The offense complements the defense. And that's exactly what you saw there. A fresher defense. Oh, we can handle the Eagles if we're fresh. And you saw that. Four turnovers. I'll exclude the last one for a moment. That's still three turnovers that we generated. And what do we say? Time of possession and turnover battle. If you are a double-digit dog, you need to win both categories. This team won both categories. Again, I'm just I'm ecstatic because again, this was a Monday night uh, masterclass on the road against a team that was expected to blow us out. Uh, shout out Ridge, where your helmet at with the lock of the week. He may have gotten the score wrong, but he certainly got the Commanders right. I mean, it Still was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Awesome to see us win. And just to speak to Heineke's performance. He did exactly what he was supposed to do in my eyes. And I believe he did exactly what he was supposed to do in Scott Turner's eyes, as well as Ron Rivera's eyes. Minimal mistakes. Got the ball to Terry. Um, On Terry McLaurin real quick. Dude is a bona fide superstar. Every single time he gets 10 plus targets. And Taylor's consistently giving him something around that eight targets, eight targets, nine targets, 12 targets. Now, I mean, the trust he has in Terry and Terry's ability to continuously deliver these last four weeks have just been the nation figuring out Terry McLaurin is an absolute dog. It's that simple. So we are playing to the strengths of our offense. Shout out Brian Robinson for carrying six Eagles, um, an extra five yards. And then the very next play looking at the goal line, reaching out touchdown Heineke was fired up the whole offense was fired up Gibby gets a touchdown as well um so you know not only did they do well but once again just patting ourselves on the back I re-watched the episode today just to be like all right what did we talk about we had everything we had just about everything the the issue I had was AJ Brown was player of the game in an Eagles victory and uh, he had one catch for seven yards so I mean 
look, just hats off to everybody involved. Absolutely everybody involved. Uh, Joey Sly. K-Dot, talk that to me about Joey Sly, my friend. That's your Go play ahead. of the game, in my opinion. Joey Sly was the play of the game. I mean, you get that 58-yarder with two inches left of space. <laughs> look, man, Sly, I, I'm just saying this. For some reason, every time he goes up to kick, I haven't trusted him. This game changed that. This game changed that. It's Joey Sly, baby. He's here. He's a dude that he goes back there and he ain't got to really worry about it. He, he, he got this. And that, that, that to me was he, he showed up last night. Big time. Oh, big time. I mean, once again, this was as perfect a game. Now we did get a bit lucky, right? Uh, Dallas Goddard, he fumbled, but he, that was a whole lot of face masks. That Clearly an egregious face mask. Egregious. But on the flip side, you know, there's the pass interference on St. Juiced, which I think was highly debatable. Um, I think a lot of people, you see some of the major Twitter accounts going, nope, that's not P.I. Like, can't believe that was called. Um, there was also the questionable Jahan Dotson offensive P.I. where Aikman just didn't like it. He's a QB, so, you know, you would think he wouldn't like it to begin with. But um, there, there were calls in both directions that were sort of missed or were called um, and felt like we were wronged or they were wronged. I want to talk about that roughing the passer where Brandon Graham um, did hit Taylor Heineke. Heineke had his knee down. Brandon Graham had plenty of time to get out of the way. Uh, I don't know what all this, like all the national media saying, you can't end it that way. Well, Brandon Graham fucking don't hit him. It's that simple. You don't want it to end that way. Don't hit him. You had plenty of time to figure that out. So if you want to blame anybody, national media, Blame Brandon Graham. I know you don't want to. I know he's a vet in Philly. I know he's their captain. He's one of the best. Look, we got a lot of respect for him here on this podcast, but he, I mean, he even said it in post game. He's like, I need to be better in that situation. Did you have any problem with that roughing the passer call? Even from an unbiased perspective, I thought it was abundantly clear. The roughing the passer now, that was easy. Uh, he gave himself up. Look, it's not the same. Quarterback giving himself up is a little different than other things, right? Like there, there, there are levels to this. There's what you are as far as giving yourself up in the motion of a slide, where you are if you're behind the line of scrimmage and you kneel. What happens if you're in the middle of the field and you kneel? There are different varieties to it, but the big thing that we know is if the quarterback gives himself up behind the line of scrimmage, you don't touch him. That's it. Yeah. You, leave him, you leave him be. Blown whistle, it's dead, it's over. Graham had enough time to let it go. And as far as the penalties the rest of the game, look, man, I, I it's the NFL – as long as the NFL has existed, there's a there's a human element to refereeing. Do I want it to be different? Yeah. I think there's a lot of things Everybody we can do to does. automate this shit, right? But it ain't yet. And look, they were 8-0 going into this fucking game. You know, goddamn well, there's a lot of other teams on the other side of those fucking victories that are probably saying at some points, but a lot of those one-score games, if they had, if they if the ref called there, the ref called it, fuck that shit. Philadelphia fucking, look, that's why I don't hate the Eagles anywhere near as much as I hate their goddamn fan base. Sure. And I'm sure I, what I should have did was listen to Philadelphia radio today, but I was probably just can't get past the complaining is they love to bitch about stuff. And that's just what it is. Um, well, And that's the thing. A lot of these national sports guys are from Philadelphia. So it always gains traction. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck the fuck off. Totally agree. Um, I have a question, KDOT. What lasted longer? The amount of time Brandon Graham had to stop before hitting Taylor Heineke or Liz Truss being prime minister of the UK? Toss up. I think it is too. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 he had so much fucking time. I, I can't understand. Like, 
I cannot understand how that was a discussion today at all. It was just mind boggling to me. But anyway, I uh, just wanted to say shout out to the commanders. I had a question for what you. What lasts Kate. longer? What lasts longer? Uh, what was Brandon Graham and the time he had as far as to stop or how long Ridge where your helmet at takes in bed with a Colombian chip? Um, that is a great question. Uh, I wish you were here to, I, I, I wish I had another apple to eat so I could just sort of throw that up. It probably is a toss up. I would say it's probably a toss up. Um, I had a Love question. Love you, buddy. You. Hate you too. <laughs> I had a question for you, Dot, which was, um, when Tress Way got hit on that very first punt of the game, were you as pissed off as I was? Like, I literally jumped off my couch and was like, you don't fucking touch Tressway, and I think it was a pretty universal amongst like commanders fans going, okay, there are a lot of things you can do to our team, like a lot, but the one thing you don't do is touch Tressway. Like he is such a treasure amongst our fan base. I was just curious as to what your reaction was when the roughing the punter happened. I love Tressway, but um, I hate kicking in football. So there was a oh, part of me that said right. that like, hey, yeah, earn your spot, um, <laughs> <laughs> earn your position, which is great. And he, he nailed it for the brand, right? Like he, he took the hit, got up, kept it moving and had a hell of a game the rest of the game. We barely had to call on him really, but it's that, that to me was what you got hit. You took it like a real football player, son. And that's what I want to see. Yeah. And he actually, um, actually was called on a couple times with those snaps for Joey. Slack, oh yeah. Where a yeah, couple of them were a Big bit time. high and he brought Big them time. down really, really well. So I so mean, trust, even- good, complete football game, son. There's a reason he's, you know, an all pro. There's a reason he goes to these right. Pro Bowls. I mean, he's just an absolute stud. He is the way. He is the way. He is the way. Shout out Church of Tressway over in DC Fantasy Football. Um, any final thoughts, Kid? Sorry, sorry to all of you. This is a bit of a shorter episode. Um, <laughs> I'm a bit under the weather. I got a flight to catch very uh, shortly here to India. Um, and then Kdot is uh, recording another podcast. I was right kissing now. people of uh, questionable, questionable uh, taste. Down in oh, New boy. Orleans on the French Quarter. We know what was going on. We know what happened. We got it. <laughs> oh, they're just drinking and eating beignets. Boy, got the COVID. So much so that I had to flee to India. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> gosh, just just putting me on blast, K-Dot. Unbelievable. We got to Unbe- keep an honest here on the pod, man. <laughs> uh, no, Eddie- no final thoughts, man. It was, uh, or yeah, I do. Yeah, I guess if I say no final thoughts, let's keep talking. It's final thought. The, um, <laughs> This is the kind of game you have to have if you're Washington. This it's a big victory. Um, it, they followed the formula, and I'm very happy for everybody involved in this victory. Um, you can't win like this every week, but you can, but you can always stay in anything. You can stay in any match if you put together right. a game that you did have this time, Taylor. Step it up. Keep stepping it up, bud. Yeah, all there is to say there. So for you, I mean, Ron Rivera has not announced it yet. Um, If you're starting Heineke or Wentz this coming week, who is it? This week? Uh, It just depends on if Wentz is healthy. If he's he's fully healthy, I'm going Wentz. That hasn't changed. Okay, so despite winning in Philadelphia, and I, I think this is what you said with Ridge, where your helmet at as well, was if Taylor's the reason we win in Philadelphia, so so basically you're saying you didn't feel he was the reason we wanted Philadelphia and therefore you would go Wentz if healthy. He was in that positive, not net negative, which is a step in the right direction, right? But the, okay. the the wild card aspect of it is 
and you guys have talked about it ad nauseum. The guys play harder with him. That's the thing. It's not the quarterback play. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not. But it's the reason that the rest of the guys, you saw, you saw everything in the locker room. You saw everything as far as the plane ride. The guys play hard for this dude. There's no denying that. Um, but I still think as far as a quarterback goes and the ability to make moves from the quarterback position, Carson's still a more talented guy. And I'm still going to rock with that because, like I've said, I think this team is markedly better than it was the last time that um, Carson had. And when I say markedly better, it doesn't mean like we're Super Bowl contenders right now. But they're playing more consistent. We have an offensive line that's had a string of starts together, right? And the defense, especially since William Jackson has been gone, has played a lot better. Fuller has looked better. Benny Mercedes Juice has looked better. I mean, and they got the running game that they didn't have when Carson was last started. So I'm just saying – I want to see it happen. And I think, Ron, you got to keep your mouth shut because right now I think him dancing around this shit <laughs> might hurt more feelings than if he just shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, also, I'd be remiss if we didn't shout out Defoe, Derek Forrest, for two different turnovers that he got. It would almost seem criminal to not mention uh, what a great game he had. St. Just also had a really nice game forcing one of those fumbles and having a number of pass breakups. Kendall Fuller had a couple of nice pass breakups, too. So good and to Davis, see the secondary. Davis needs to keep his head on a swivel. Yes, After that face mask, I think there might be some guys gunning for him. Yeah, absolutely. But he's also playing well. He's playing with supreme confidence right now. We should be getting Cole and David back shortly to help him out in the linebacking course. So and Chase. And Chase. Jesus, we didn't even talk about Chase Young. He is Chase trending is kind of- in the right direction. Should be coming back for this Houston Texans game. Um, let's jump over to the comment mailbag. Okay. So we have three comments this week. Um, beginning with Tony. Tony. Shout out, Tony. I'm from PG County, joined the Air Force in 2007, and live in Charleston, South Carolina now. K-Dot, where are you at, bro? So that's the first question. Oh, yeah. Okay. that. So I'm guessing he did from the last Oh, it was last. Uh, this is the last I was episode. in Beaufort County, so just south of you, um, right near the Georgia line. Uh, I got close to saying Florida Georgia line. I fucking hate them. <laughs> um, yeah, basically where I stay is equidistant between Hilton Head and Savannah. Gotcha. Cool. And then uh, we got Carson has regressed. The line is not better. Taylor's elusiveness has masked the O-line weakness. Lamar Jackson has the most swag at QB. I believe you had said Joe Burrow has the most swag at QB. So there's a difference there. And then who's the artist in the intro? Well, that would be the Polly Polo, Tony. That's an excellent question. Um, his song, The District, I believe you can find that online on YouTube, um, either under Ponderosa Fun Club or Polly Polo, the district. Uh, either way, we'll throw it in the in the comment over here uh, on this video or the description section. We'll do it there. Um, then we got two from Pally for Life. Shout out Pally for Life. Best podcast to date. The Ridge Where Your Helmet At appearance had me out of my seat. Love all of Ridge's predictions, although I'm a little disappointed we didn't get a Mercedes Lewis touchdown line. Hope the team plays fast and loose this weekend. We have nothing to lose, Monsieur X. All right. That's Pally for Life. First comment. Any any reaction there, K Dot? No. On to the second comment. <laughs> Pally for Life post game post a PGP. This team just went to the link on Monday Night Football as eleven point dogs against an eight and zero Philly team that hadn't trailed in the second half all season. Not a single player blinked. Not sure what I'm looking forward to more victory Tuesday shade energy or Taylor's green Jays. And by the way, Monsieur X really appreciate all the comments here, guys. Um, Taylor went on the Pat McAfee show earlier today 
and had mentioned that he may end up getting Jays for the entire offensive line. That's one way to make sure you start the coming Sunday because it, Ron Rivera had also mentioned he's going to talk to the guys to see who he feels uh, should start. And if that's the case, I'm willing to bet the O-line has a pretty strong never opinion. never say and- that as a head coach. I, but that's what he said. Terrible that, idea to say that. Is that that's it? what he said because I don't think he wants the heat. I, <laughs> you take responsibility here and make the decision. You don't do that. I'm Even telling if you you're going to do said. that, you don't admit it. I know. I heard it. That's all. I fucking terrible, terrible, terrible idea to admit that as a coach. It's just not. It's not a good idea. Well, it, um, well, it did happen, but I just wanted to say what is a great idea that I'm going to let you speak is listening to District Divided, this DC sports podcast. I am Mummoth. That is KDOT. If you enjoyed today's shorter episode, please like it. Please subscribe. Please share. Please comment. We really appreciate all you guys. KDOT, I'm going to give you the final bit of airtime here. What were you going to say there? I don't know. Um, uh, something popped in my head from one of those questions. Yeah, the O-line's probably not. Yeah, it was the O-line thing. The O-line's not oh. necessarily better, but it's the same guys. And you can at least act on it being the same guys, which helps a ton. Um, yeah, but it's also an intriguing sort of question, right? I, I no, think- it, uh, Taylor Heineke absolutely does. He makes things happen with a bad offensive line that other guys can't do. If you have right. Lamar Jackson compared to Peyton Manning with a bad offensive line, one guy can do things and one guy can't necessarily do things. Okay. So, or I shouldn't say Peyton because Peyton. Just uh, well, I like the idea that we have Matt Lamar Ryan. Jackson and Peyton Manning as our two choices right now. It's very, I'm fun. just saying there, there are differences in what guys can do. If shit breaks down, Taylor is a, he, he's an improviser, right? Like shit just happens. You can see the game slows down for him and he makes usually the right decision, right? Like he, it slows down from him and he doesn't get cool. He gets kind of cool. As a matter of fact, we talking about the swaggiest uh, guy in the league. I don't think Taylor's on the field swagness is probably up Taylor's there near up there. Joe Burrow. Like okay. that's fucking dope. And the way he's got the guys rallying around him, very Joe Burrow-esque. Yeah, but yeah, probably off the field. Lamar Jackson probably had missed up. <laughs> no, fair enough. And, and so I would agree with Tony as well. Lamar's, I mean, he's incredible. Um, I'm up here in Baltimore. Dude, just, he runs the city. It is an intriguing sort of question. Would you rather, maybe people can answer this in the comments and Kato, maybe you and I can discuss this on the next episode. Um, would you rather have a QB with a lot of the physical tools, uh, ability to make those throws, uh, but plays inconsistent football? Or would you rather have a guy that also plays somewhat inconsistent, but makes everyone around him seemingly better? It's that unquantifiable it. Would I rather have Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz? The answer is Taylor Heineke. I would absolutely rather have Taylor Heineke. So, so, but it's a lesser physical ceiling, of course, but mentally just seems to elevate everybody. Here's so the point. It's, I, it's I want a Taylor Heineke because I think that part of it matters. But what I also understand with having both of those guys you is I'm not, winning a su- I'm not winning a Super Bowl with either one. So We're on the same I, page. I want one guy. I still want to see what this other guy looks at with some other stuff. But if it doesn't work, I kick him in the curb, put the other guy in. He, his feelings won't be hurt. And then, like, that's what I'm saying. There's no loss there, right? Carson goes in and he sucks it up. What did I say to Carson? Sit your ass back down the bench, boy. And then they put Taylor back. Taylor didn't give a fuck. The, the, everything that Taylor said is like, Which yeah, is I don't know I'm the backup, right? <laughs> so, like, he comes in and he, Taylor can always just come back in. There's no real expectations from it. And then everybody be happy again. It doesn't right. matter. I'm just saying you try Carson again. You can't. I, I just... I think you wait until Taylor loses a game because right now there's a rhythm. You want to ride that as long that's as you fair. can. That's, that's and fair. And the moment I'm he not, loses a game, you have I'm, your excuse. You beat the Eagles. We beat the Eagles. I'm not going to – you're not going to hear – I'm not dying on this hill right now. It's not. You're. I'm right. not being as aggressive as I have been the last few weeks. It's not going to no, happen. Fair enough. I mean, and I, we hey. are reaching that stint 
where these should be some wins coming through. So, Washington fans, as always, my motto, keep it fucking medium. (laughs) We'll see. Let the team be more excited than us. That's a good point. I think having beaten the undefeated Eagles on Monday Night Football at their place, we should be trap game for them. Forward. That's an excellent point. Huge Um, trap game for them, right? Well, overlooking so these commanders, right? Monday night football. Guess what we may be doing. Jalen Hurts just got the ESPN feature with Mike Vick I and know. Donovan McNabb, and this they but, overlooked it. And let's just say, do but, you think any? Do you think any less of the Eagles after this game? Of course I do. Look at their fans. And oh, I'm just wow. kidding. No, no, I don't. Yeah, the don't. fans, of course. <laughs> but like, has it, it doesn't change no, my opinion. I don't. Oh, I, right, I think no. I think they just had an, an off night, and we played right. near perfect football. But right. now you talk about a trap game. We've got Atlanta in two weeks, and next we have the Houston Texans. So KDOT and I are going to try and produce that episode for you guys, as we always do, Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to have to do the math in my head. I'm going to need to see how the Wi-Fi is in India and stuff like that. But the plan is to continue, as we always do, um, and giving you guys these episodes. Um, if they're not exactly Friday, 2 p.m. and like, you know, Monday after or something, please bear with us. But uh, just know the effort is there. Like all this stuff is going Damn with right. me. Uh, so that we can try and continue. To Vomit will be recording from a COVID ward after they deny entry into the country. Hey, so long as they let me use my microphone and the internet over there is fantastic in that COVID. As long as you don't talk about the living conditions in the COVID court. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll literally call you and like, it's like, well, they only gave me like, <laughs> they don't have access to the following websites over here, including uh, ESPN. So I don't know the score. K-Dot, break it down for us. Like what happened in this situation? Uh, no, no, by all means, not like that. It makes India sound much worse than it actually is pretty fun. I was about awesome. to make an Indian porno joke. And I realized uh, I know a lot more about Indian porno. I want to let on. And on that note, we will see you guys Friday, 2 PM for the Texans preview. Take it Bye, easy. Bye, peeps.